You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. It's getting colder and colder where I live in the mountains of Idaho, and I'll admit that I'm filled with a bit of dread as I consider the long winter ahead. One thing that makes winter more bearable for me is to go all in on cozy. Cozy blankets, cozy sweatshirts, and cozy slippers. That's why I'm eyeing the Gemma Mule slippers from Bionic Shoes. Not only do they look soft and fuzzy, but they also feature Bionic's exclusive footbud contours to offer everyday support for at-home wear. As I get older, I find that going barefoot on my hardwood floor sometimes hurts, but I don't want to wear tennis shoes all day long while I'm cooking and doing dishes. These slippers are a perfect way to feel cozy but get support. And they have a sturdy outsole, so if I need to run out to the mailbox, I won't come in with wet, dirty feet. I'm adding the Gemma Mule slippers to my Christmas list, and these would actually make a great gift for my mother-in-law as well. And I literally just had this thought, so I now am going to need to find out her shoe size. And if I can't get the sizing just right, I really appreciate that with all of Vionic's shoes, boots, and slippers, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. Wear them and love them, or return them within 30 days for a full refund. If you want to try Vionic shoes for yourself, use code 3in30 at checkout for 10% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's code 3in30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com. One-time use only at Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, the stories I could tell about having a strong-willed child. I've told some of them on this podcast before, but the thing is, if you have a strong-willed child of your own, you don't need to hear my stories because you have plenty of your own. Parenting an intense kiddo is a roller coaster of ups and downs, and sometimes all you want is a wise mentor, someone who has been through it and has compassionate advice for you that actually works with these types of kids. Because conventional parenting tips often won't cut it. And when the advice of well-meaning friends and even parenting experts doesn't work for your strong-willed child, it can really start to feel like something is wrong with your kid and with you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Mary Van Geffen, the international parenting coach for Moms of Spicy Ones. She helps overwhelmed mothers to lean into the spiritual discipline of staying calm and cultivating warmth and tenderness, all while trying to wrangle fiery future CEOs. Often this requires serious skill building and the balm of self-compassion. I first found Mary on Instagram where she posts daily parenting tips that are as hilarious as they are wise. I knew immediately that she was my people and got addicted to her content, which brightens my day, teaches me skills, and reminds me I'm not alone. Mary also offers online parenting classes and her signature eight-week group program, Moms of Spicy Ones, to help moms gain the confidence to choose gentle, respectful parenting especially if they weren't raised that way. Mary is a certified Simplicity Parenting Counselor and professional coactive coach, but her greatest achievement is cultivating a calm, kind, and firm relationship with her spicy go-getter daughter, who is now 19, 
and with her mild child son, who is 16. I can't wait for you to learn from her. So with no further ado, here's my conversation with Mary Van Geffen. Mary, I am absolutely thrilled to get to talk to you today. Welcome to 3 and 30. Oh, I love I'm finally here. I've been following your work and listening to your stuff for a long time. Well, vice versa. You are truly one of my absolute favorite parenting educators to follow online because not only do you deliver incredibly wise and actionable tips for parents, but you're so fun mm. in how you do it. Let's so, have fun today. You want to? Yes, let's totally have fun today. And before we hit record, I was starting to tell you my story. And then I said, no, pause, let's start and record it so that I can tell everyone listening that I feel personally drawn to your work because I have a spicy one. I have a spicy son. And we're going to talk a little bit more about how you define that. And he is now 12. And if I would have had your work early on in his life, it would have changed so much for me. I muddled through and I found my way and we're in a great place now. But if I would have had a mentor like you teaching me tools to manage this intense and amazing child, we both would have just had so much more fun in his toddler and young years. And so you sometimes say your work is a ministry. And I firmly agree with that because those were some hard years and I needed a ministry mentor to guide me through that time. So thank you for the work that you do for moms with these intense kiddos. Yeah. Thank you for admitting how friggin' hard it is to have a countercultural <laughs> kid when everyone's judging you and you don't have any mentors saying it's not you, it's them and it's it's okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So let's just start with you have trademarked the term spicy one. This is your term. So what is a spicy one? What does that mean to you? So if we just look at the temperament scale, it's somebody who's super intense, persistent highly sensitive, kind of just, they see everything, they notice everything, and they've got this fierce drive for independence, autonomy, I do it, and sort of making their mark on the world. They have a lot of emotional outbursts, and that could be joyful screaming or full rage for something that another kid could kind of just roll with. They are innovators. They're not followers. They don't really care what someone thinks until they find themselves plunging into shame a lot quicker than somebody else. So they're kind of a mystery. They've got this deep sense of injustice, but it's mostly when others break the rules. Uh, but they <laughs> will come and protect the underdog. They don't really rest in a contented space. So it's like, what's next? They're change makers. They've got subversive sense of humor. They're going to be the ones with the potty mouths and <laughs> they're silly and they're brutally honest and they will be the artists and the CEOs and the radical activists and the people that will change the world for the better, but they are so incredibly grueling and overwhelming to parent. <laughs> I'm just over here laughing because you just described my son to a T. And that is my favorite thing about your Instagram content is you'll describe a spicy one or you'll share a little gif funny meme about a spicy one. And I laugh and send so many of them to my husband because you just get this kind of child. You describe it so well. And I've heard you say that you are a spicy one. Nice. So that's why you understand these kids, right? I do. Yeah. I had many a uh, getting hauled into the principal and mom being called and many a time where I really disappointed her and came at her harder than was needed. And look, I'm a normal, kind, nice, compassionate person. 
There is hope. And you're not just normal. You are incredible. And you are a change maker. Like you were just saying, these kids can be as well. And that's what we want. We want to channel and love these kids right where they're at and meet them where they're at. And, and you also have influence this- on them, which takes relationship, right? Yes. Because we can say, you know what? It's my way or the highway, or this is unacceptable. But this kid is like water around boulders. They're going to figure out how to get what they want. And so mm. we have to decide, do we want to stay in relationship with them or do we mm. want to be right? Ugh, that is so powerful. And you yourself have a spicy child. Yes. And so not only are a spicy one yourself, but you've parented one. Yes. And I've parented two flavors. I've parented a spicy one and what I used to call mild. And now I'm thinking he might be diet spice. Diet spice <laughs> is where you act like you're going to go with the flow when you're talking to someone, but then you do your own dang thing, you know, out of sight, kind of that Enneagram nine, mm. avoiding the conflict, but still doing what you want. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, my 19 year old is, is in college, my spicy one. And living large and flying high. And then I've got a 16 year old at home. And I also have two with two different temperaments. And I do feel like having a second that was more mild helped me see that it wasn't my parenting that was producing this really strong willed and I I hate to say hard, but hard child. It was temperament and it wasn't me and it wasn't my fault. And I could just love them both where they were at. But one is definitely easier, quote unquote, to parent. But you know what? Having the spicy one first has made me an incredibly better parent because of everything that I've learned about meeting them where they are, about emotion coaching, about connection over control. And honestly, I don't know that I would have started three and 30 had I not had such a searching. I was searching and I need, I knew that I didn't have it all figured out because that child made it real obvious right away. And so I started searching for parenting resources and then wanted to share them. And that's how three and 30 came to be. Well, and the other thing about having a spicy one is you're going to be amazing as a teen parent because all teenagers are essentially spicy because suddenly they're breaking into their autonomous and, you know, they're individuating and it feels really spicy Mm -hmm. to a parent. Mm -hmm. So you're going to do fine there. I hope so. I'm I'm a little frightened, actually. <laughs> like twelve year old, we're we're heading into it. So, Mary, you may have to mentor me through it. Um, my pleasure. Or take my teen class and learn how to transition yes. your parenting. Oh, I'm going to be taking all the classes because yes, it could be it could be wild. But I am just I am forever grateful for my spicy Noah. And anybody who's listened to my podcast for any length of time knows how incredibly deeply I love this child and how the connection between us is so strong. The bond is so strong because of all the work that I did to learn how to connect with him. And so I'm grateful for you to give a little taste of what you teach today in this episode. And then if moms want to learn more from you, you have a lot of resources that dive a lot deeper that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. We can point them to, but let's just get started with your first takeaway for parenting a spicy one. Yeah. So the umbrella of the three takeaways I want to give is that when you are forced to make a choice, I want you to choose connection over control. With this kind of child, so much of our focus is controlling the child when really I want you to get really good at controlling yourself. You're in Mm. charge of this child. You're not in control. So the work that you can do to be the calmest person in the room, and that falls into sort of three categories, at least for today, and that is mentally, physically, and spiritually. So mentally, 
It's a mind game. I want whoever's listening to do the work to delight in this child and focus on the good of this child. Because if they are spicy, they're going to get so much negative reinforcement. And there really is only one or two people in the world in a relational position to love on them and like them just for who they are. And you are one of those people. So really doing the work to focus on what makes you love this person as they are, what's already brilliant and enough about this child. And if that means like you're writing it out in a note on your phone to remind yourself, but making a list and meditating on it and spending time holding that highest good that already is, rather than seeing them always as this problem you need to solve. That is so powerful. And Mary, I have a journal for moms that I created basically for this purpose. It's called Flex of Gold. And the concept behind it is that even if in the hardest parenting day, you can find one little glimmer of gold and write it down, day by day, that practice trains your brain to start seeing more gold. And it collects and becomes like a treasure trove where you have taught your brain to see the good in your child and in your motherhood. And the idea for this journal came in my hardest days with Noah. And I heard a sermon where they shared a parable of a miner who was seeking big gold nuggets and was frustrated that all he was finding was just rocks, 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 rocks. And an elderly prospector came by and said, you're looking at this wrong. Crack open those rocks and look for the little flecks of gold and start collecting those and you will get wealth versus always looking for these big golden nuggets. And I heard that sermon and thought I need to start doing that with my strong-willed toddler. And so I started writing down every day a little fleck of gold just in a notebook. I was just using like a spiral notebook and it changed the way that I saw my son. And so now I've created a beautiful journal that moms can do this called Flex of Gold where they can track all of their golden moments and it's become a really powerful gratitude practice for thousands of moms who use this journal now. Oh, I love that because training our brain is like a wild horse that wants to go where negativity is. It's our negativity Mm -hmm. bias to try to keep us safe and to do that work and to begin to create these deep grooves in our brain that kind of jump to, but there's good here. That Mm -hmm. is life-saving. And it can sound so trite if someone's like, oh, great, another lady telling me about a gratitude practice. It's not, it's life-changing and it's hard work. Yes, absolutely. And Mary, when you mentioned that there's only a few people in this child's life who really it's their calling to love this child right where they are and to see the best in them, I totally agree. And one time I watched my son get scolded by another adult in his life. She wasn't overly mean and she was understandably frustrated by some of his behaviors. And I watched their interaction and I just saw him kind of deflate a little bit. And I had this image in my mind come to me of like a T-chart that inside of Noah, there is a T-chart. And on one column, it says, I am a screw up. And on one column, it says, I am lovable. And I realized that every interaction with adults was like adding little tick marks on one side of the chart or the other of what he was believing about himself. And that I want to put as many check marks in the I am lovable column 
as possible because all day long, this kid is getting check marks in the I'm a screw up column because he's big and he's hard and he's intense and he gets scolded. And he has a lot of really loving people in his life. So there's a lot of other people putting check marks in the I am lovable column too. But I know I need to overcompensate on the I am lovable side in order for him to actually believe that because he kind of came wired knowing that he is hard for some people and that I don't want him to start to think that he is a screw up as his primary identity, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so lighting up when he comes into the room, as Maya Angelo talked about, is just a, a beautiful gift to the both of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break for an announcement and a sponsor. First, the announcement. Friends, you just heard me telling Mary about my Flex of Gold journal, which I published in 2020 and has helped thousands of mothers around the world to look for the good in their children and start to see the beauty in their daily lives as mothers. Ever since moms have started seeing the power of this gratitude practice in their own lives, they've been asking me, when are you going to create a Flex of Gold journal for kids so I can teach my children to start looking for their own golden moments? Well, my friends, today is that day. I am so thrilled to announce Flex of Gold for Kids, a digital download you can purchase once from my website and then print copies of for all the children in your household so it becomes part of your family culture to look for the golden moments you experience together. You are going to love this downloadable product. My incredibly talented graphic designer, Bree Morris, included custom illustrations of the parable of the minor throughout the journal that will work as coloring pages for your children to get creative and showcase their personality as they track their flex of gold each day. Make this year the year you start a gratitude tradition with your kids. Go to 3 and 30 podcastcom shop to see the new Flex of Gold Journal for Kids. And to celebrate the launch of this product, get 50% off from now until the end of the month with the code KIDS, K-I-D-S, all caps. That will bring the price of this adorable digital product down to $4.99. And honestly, you can't beat that. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash shop and use the code KIDS to get 50% off through the month of November on this adorable digital download version of Flex of Gold for Kids. Now onto the episode's sponsor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. In this episode, we are talking about parenting strong-willed children. And let's just say my therapist has heard a lot about my parenting ups and downs over the years. A therapist is a trusted place to unpack some of the struggles, worries, and frustrations of family life, and they can offer you tools and support as you try to learn how to think more positively about your children and thrive in the season of motherhood you are in. Especially with the holidays coming up, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the stress of it all or worried about how your child will do with all the stimulation, it might be time to get started with counseling, which can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. If you've ever thought of trying therapy, I highly recommend starting with BetterHelp. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Start by filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and don't forget you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. So what is your second takeaway for us? So physically, what should you do? Unclench. Right now, <laughs> if your kid is hard, 
Likely you've got your belly clenched, maybe your fists clenched, maybe that area in between your eyebrows. And it becomes a little bit of an automatic prepared for battle physicality. And I want you to let your body lower the stakes. You are not in an emergency. You are not working in an emergency room. And so consciously several times a day, checking in and releasing all the things that are clenched, letting go of those imaginary reins where you think you're in charge of everything. You're not. And if I were going to keep talking about it, it's also like embracing where you are in your cycle if you're cyclical. Your body is a significant part of your parenting. And so bringing your awareness to it is crucial. Yes. And I love the work you do on your Instagram around movement. I love your dance parties that you host where, first of all, you go first. You post yourself crazy dancing, just getting the energy, the frustration out. And then you invite moms to do it too. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Moves your body to release the tension, the pressure, the stress that you're holding as you parent these little ones. Yes. Movement is crucial. Yeah. And also I saw recently you did one about helping them to unclench and release the pressure in their body. Uh, these yeah. little firecrackers, what are some of your ideas for helping them to release it? So too? I call that controlled destruction, that there is something amazing that happens when we are given opportunities to destroy, rip, tear apart, punch, kick, scream, that if we don't, then those feelings don't have like an end. They don't complete their cycle, so to speak. So allowing whether it's egg cartons, oh, you look angry. Come over here, let's rip these apart. Or you know what? Show me how bad that teacher was with your marker on the paper. No more, you know, like, or maybe it's throwing ice at the pavement, or maybe it's being really clear. This is where we get to hit. You can hit this um, pillow and you know, sometimes people are like, oh gosh, if I let him hit here, will he know not to hit there? Humans can have different relationships and know that there are different rules in different spaces. So okay. you're just trying to be sort of a doula for those emotions that most of the world doesn't have space for. And those require moving our body. Yes. Amen to that. I mean, my son destroyed some things when he was younger that I had not given him permission to destroy. <laughs> and it would have been so much better if I would have given him an outlet because he needed it. And his counselor has told me before that it's like he's a teapot and he literally needs to let out the steam. And he's to the point where he has to do something to let out the steam. That image has really helped me when I can tell that he's about to lose it. Give him a controlled destruction option Get him outside on his bike, whatever you can do to let yes, out that steam. Moving in the trees. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. And we need it too. As moms, we need opportunities to let off that steam and have that controlled destruction of our own if we're really struggling. Yeah. And if someone's like, sounds good, I just don't really know what they mean, have a dance party tonight. Turn on a good. song and just start moving your body. Doesn't matter if other people do or not. They probably will if they're little. And they see you experiencing mm. any kind of fun and notice how it changes the temperature emotionally in the house. That's a beautiful takeaway. So what's your third and final takeaway for us? The third is spiritually. And here, I definitely think parenting is easier if you have a higher power, but I'm going to assume that we're all coming to our relationship to spirit from a different place. And I want to talk more about looking long 
as seeing the big picture of this child and knowing that they're here to teach you something. What is it? Leaning into with curiosity to what is the gift of this child? There's something here. They're rubbing you raw in a place that's always needed to be healed. So why not let this be the invitation to do that? And I think for many of us, we didn't experience unconditional love. That's a really hard thing for a human to dish out. And here we are being asked to give it. And this child is not always that lovable. So when they are least easy to love is when they most need our love. And so to me, this is like a spiritual discipline to love someone who is not earning it, even though we spent the last 30 to 40 years earning our keep. And here's this child refusing to, and it's, you're doing it right if you have a dark night of the soul because of it, to me is a spiritual calling. Mm. I have often thought that my success as a mother is dependent less on how my kids turn out and more on how I turn out. Mm. And that if I can look back when my kids are grown, regardless of the outcomes, quote unquote, that or the achievements that they reach, if I can look back and like the person that I have become through the process of parenting them, if I can look back and respect the relationships I tried to foster and the ways that I tried to show up for them. Not that I was perfect all the time. I never will be. But success is being able to say, I grew and changed and learned a lot about love through the process of parenting these children. And I gave it my all. And I hope we will have a connected relationship for the rest of their lives. Ultimately, they get to choose, but I'm showing up as the mom I want to be. And that is what parenting is all about. Mm. Amen. I'm throwing shoes at you or whatever we do when we really think someone's doing a great job. Yes. <laughs> throwing so, shoes. Where does that come from? I've throwing shoes? It's like the gospel church where when oh. somebody's like, you hit him with shoes to just <laughs> let him know, keep going, keep going. If I was going to modify anything there, you said, I gave it my all. And I just want to give you permission if you're listening to this, you don't always have to be giving it your all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we can't give our all every day. That's a recipe for burnout, right? So mm -hmm. we also, maybe we continued to pour compassion, mm -hmm. like soaking our experience with self-compassion that we forgave ourselves when we didn't give it our all. Or <laughs> we had compassion that on that day, we only had 50% to give. We gave all 50% of it, but that's all we had. Like there mm -hmm. are gonna be days where we didn't give our all and that's okay too. Oh, I'm so glad you added that. I totally agree that the term, did you do your best, can be problematic because it's like, well, I did my best on that day and that wasn't pretty. Yes. <laughs> but I maybe I did my best in that moment and that meant not showing up as my best, but it was the best I could give. Um, yeah. So I'm so glad you added that. And there is such compassion woven through all of your work, compassion for the kids and compassion for the parents. So I'm just so grateful for these takeaways. I'm so grateful for your work. I know you have a class available right now about boundaries. And I want you to tell the parents listening about your boundaries class. Yeah. So boundaries is my first time I'm teaching a non-parenting class because oh. this is just, it's a class for pleasers and Enneagram twos and folks who have a hard time saying no. And it's called how to say no without guilt. And it really is not about necessarily, it's definitely not about saying no to your kid. If you need help with that, I've got firm class. I, sure. I teach a class called calm, one called kind and one called firm. And those are on demand, but 
I just noticed so many people needing support of how do they live the life they want when it's maybe not, not the life somebody else wants for them. And that does show up when you're parenting a spicy one because everybody's got an opinion on how you're doing it. And mm -hmm. um, But yeah, this class is also, we're heading into the holidays and there's people mm -hmm. who we get to stay away from most of the time that are now going to push all of our buttons again and do the same disrespectful things they've done. So I want to help people with some scripts and some approaches for saying no without being hit with just a punch in the face of guilt afterwards, because mm -hmm. people get upset when we set boundaries sometimes. Yeah, totally. And is this something that's available all the time or is it something that people need to act on quickly if they want to get in on that? The live class is on November 11th on Saturday okay. morning at 9 a.m. So if you want to be there live and there's always that great energy, you know, when you got people in the chat giving examples and we're going to do some journaling together as well. Yeah, but my big gift to the world is my Moms of Spicy Ones group mm. program, which is twice a year. It's eight weeks and that comes back in the spring. Yes, I know that's not open now, but we'll put all the information for all of your offerings in the show notes. Great, because there's a wait list and you get $50 off if you're on the wait list, which is great. Okay, good. Well, then everyone get on that wait list. And I'm going to be there on November 11th for your boundaries class oh, because awesome. I'm excited to learn from you. And I know so many moms need this. So um, we'll put that in the show notes. And of course, your incredible Instagram account. Tell everybody where they can find you there. MaryVanGeffen.com or at MaryVanGeffen. So we'll link that as well. And Mary, I'm just so grateful for you. Grateful again for your mentorship and all of the good that you put out into the world. And thank you for sharing some of that today on 3 and 30. Thank you for having me. I hope that conversation left you feeling as encouraged as it left me feeling. I truly love Mary and her work for Moms of Spicy Ones. And I want to end with a recap of her three takeaways. As the overarching umbrella of her takeaways, she said, quote, when you're forced to make a choice... I want you to choose connection over control with this kind of kid. So much of our focus is controlling the kid when really I want you to get really good at controlling yourself, end quote. Three ways you can learn to control yourself is mentally, physically, and spiritually. So what does that look like? First, mentally. Do the work to learn how to delight in your spicy child. As Mary reminded us, if they are spicy, they're going to get so much negative reinforcement from many others in their life, their authority figures, their teachers, their peers, and there are only a few people in the world in a relational position to love them unconditionally and even like them just as they are, and you are one of those people. This is easier said than done, so consider starting a gratitude practice like Flex of Gold Journaling, where you train your brain to notice the good in your child so you can, over time more easily to lighten them. The Flex of Gold Journal is for sale now, and as I mentioned partway through the episode, I've now released a digital download version of this journal, especially for kids. You can print it out for each of your children and start to teach them to look for the gold in their days as you are looking for the gold in yours. This could be a transformative gratitude practice for the entire family, and you'll find more info at 3 and 30 podcastcom slash shop. After you've learned to mentally invest in parenting your spicy child, Mary's second takeaway is to learn how to do that physically. Her best advice for this is to unclench. Consciously, several times a day, check in with your body and release all the things that are clenched. Just shake it out and remember that you don't have to prepare your body for battle, even on the days that it feels like your child is on the warpath. 
When you calm your body and you calm your breathing, you calm your emotional reactions. You can also achieve this by seeking sensory outlets, such as having an impromptu dance party with yourself or engaging in controlled destruction if you really need to let out some big emotions. And of course, you can teach your spicy child to do the same. Now that you've invested mentally and physically, you can move on to the third takeaway, which is to invest spiritually. To marry, this means looking at the big picture of this child and knowing that they're here to teach your spirit something. How is parenting this child making you a better human being as you do the hard work of loving someone who sometimes isn't very lovable? Have you learned to be more patient, more committed to connection and compromise, less dogmatic and less judgmental of other parents? I know I have in the 12 years I've parented my Noah, and I truly love and respect the person I'm becoming. Mary says it's a spiritual discipline to love someone who is not earning it, and if you can keep the perspective of who you are becoming through this parenting process, it can anchor you through the hardest times. Parenting is a journey of growth for your spirit, for sure. Friends, you can do this hard work of mentally, physically, and spiritually investing in your spicy child, and I am right there with you. In the show notes, you'll find links to several episodes I've done over the years with specific strategies for parenting spicy ones. So you can binge through those if you're in a tough place. And of course, I highly recommend all of Mary's work for moms of spicy ones. As I end, let me say this. You are doing a really good job. You don't have to do this perfectly or even give it your all all the time. If you keep coming back to compassion for yourself and for your child, I know you will see in time that you did better than you thought you were doing, and through the process of loving your firecracker, you have become a person who you are truly proud to be. I'm rooting for you always, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.